0: Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today we're talking about 10 frequently asked fitness questions that I get on a regular basis. So I thought this would be helpful for a lot of you ladies who are kind of overwhelmed and stuck because I don't feel like there's a lot of these questions that get answered from someone who does like sustainable coaching. It's always like, this is the best way, this is the wrong way, this is the whatever. So today we're going to talk about that and make sure that you guys know what you need to do in order to see results. And if anyone's watching on the live stream or if you have any questions, please make sure that you send them to my Instagram and I will make sure that I uh, get back to you and we can kind of like chat a little bit more about any questions that you might have in terms of fitness and nutrition. I'm always available to help. So if any of you ladies are listening to this later on, just know that like I'm always a resource that you guys can come and ask questions to. I feel like a lot of ladies don't ask me questions because they think like, I'm just going to like sell them coaching. And that's really not the case. Like if anything, we have a resource group actually with over a thousand ladies in it. We run challenges and things like that. And like, we always have different like promotions and things. If like you ladies do want to start coaching, but like at the end of the day, it's not like the main goal, like the main goal is to help as many women as possible. So the thing is, is like, if you do have questions, like I'm more than welcome, like more than happy to help you with those questions and make sure that you guys have the answers that you're looking for so that you can get started. Because when I first got started, there was not anybody who would answer my questions. There was no one that I could really like talk to you. There was no one that would be like, Hey, like, what do I do with this? Right. And the thing is, is like the more that you kind of get onto the the path that works best for you, the more results you're going to see, the more momentum you're going to get, and the more motivated you're going to be to continue. And that's really like all I can ask for. Like, honestly, that's, that's it. I just want to help some people get, Fit some ladies like start feeling good in their bodies and things like that and you know we're rocking and rolling and then you know what if you really want to do me a solid pass it on to your kids and make sure that they know how to you know like deal with nutrition and deal with fitness and like things like that as they're growing up so that as they you know as their bodies start changing and they want to make changes in certain ways they're going about it in a healthy way because I think A lot of us don't realize that or like, you don't really think about it. You're like, oh, well, like, you know, my daughter's never going to have like body image issues or like maybe your daughter's like thin or or maybe a little bit bigger or whatever the case might be more sporty, whatever you want to call it. Right. And it's like, it doesn't really matter which spectrum they kind of fall on, whether they're a little bit leaner or a little bit bigger, they're probably going to go through some changes that they're like not comfortable with. And unless they have like guidance with it, what did we all do? Right. Like we didn't really have like a lot of help. We didn't really have anyone who knew about health or fitness or anything like that or nutrition. And we kind of just had to like figure it out. And if you guys are like tuning in a little bit later, what we're going to be doing actually with Coach Steph is doing a little bit of on our next podcast. It's going to be about a whole bunch of fitness myths and things like that. But we're going to answer some questions with you ladies today. So first question: Do I need to work out every day? No, you ladies don't need to work out every day. In fact, in most cases, I would recommend taking at least one to two days of total rest per week. Just because you have a like a rest or recovery day scheduled, you can like go for a walk or do like light activities, stretching, foam rolling, things like that. But we want to make sure that we're helping increase the blood flow and reducing tension in any tight muscles. But at the same time, like we want to make sure that we're not we're not like overdoing it in terms of muscles and making sure that we're like working them out, that kind of thing. Like if your legs are sore, don't go train them again. If anything, like if you're really set on like going to the gym again, you can always try and train the muscles that aren't sore. But I do find that that does still put a damper on your progress if you're not taking at least one day off per week. And if you ladies haven't really gotten your nutrition dialed in yet, I would even suggest two, because it's probably going to take you a little bit longer to recover after your workouts. Number two, how long should I work out for? So in general, you don't really need to have long workouts to be effective anywhere from like 25, normally like 30 minutes into like about an hour is fantastic. If you're doing like heavy strength training and you need to take a little bit longer in between sets or reps, like you might find that you're into like an hour and a half. But once you start hitting like the two hour mark, like you're kind of just wasting time and you should probably work out a little bit more intense in my personal opinion. And that's kind of, that's pretty much it. As long as you're like hitting like your full body throughout the week, that's the main goal. And for all of you ladies who like have weight loss goals, if you right now are working out and you find that you are basically like you work out like your arms one day and then say you don't work out till the end of the week and you're like, Oh, like, I don't want to do legs. Like I'm just going to do arms again. You're really doing yourself a disservice because you're not hitting multiple muscle groups. And when you're trying to lose weight, you want to hit as many muscle groups as possible. And that's why compound lifts and things like that are so important. Because like if you're not working like your chest, your back, like even if you don't want to quote unquote grow those areas, those are areas that are still like very large areas on your body. And you want to make sure that there's active muscle there so that you're burning a little bit more calories throughout the day. So it's going to help you out a little bit. Number three, how can I increase my lean body mass? So heavy strength training is going to be one of the best ways to increase your lean muscle mass. There are many ways to increase your strong lean like. Muscle tone in your body, but any form of resistance that your muscles have to fight against that is greater than what they normally experience will help stimulate muscle growth. Okay. So if you want to complete exercises with your body weight or resistance band, you're more than welcome to do so. And then basically, like, just start with what you're comfortable with and then build up from there. So if you start at body weight, eventually add some resistance bands, add some dumbbells, and add some barbells, and like you just keep progressing. When you look at a lot of ladies who have like, they're like advanced in weight training and things like that. If you look, they all started with the foundations, right? Your squat, your push up, your plank, your row, your like all those kind of things. So the thing is, is like when you're looking at those movements, if you don't know how to master those, I wouldn't really touch a barbell or things like that because you need to like build those foundations up first and then kind of go from there. You don't have to. I've seen people do it, I've done it, but I honestly recommend starting with like body weight or dumbbells and then working your way up. Because one you're gonna create that like that foundation that's just like so solid that when you go to use a barbell, you're not gonna have to take a step back because you get injured or things like that. Obviously, things still happen sometimes because you're learning. but it's normally a little bit less common I find that you like get injured, whereas like I was I got injured all the time because I was stupid and didn't know what I was doing. Like actually. and not saying that anyone who doesn't know what they're doing is stupid, I'm just saying personally, I felt kind of dumb because after I learned about everything, I was like, oh, That makes way more sense. Why would I load a barbell when I can't even do a body weight squat? Oh, right. So I don't know different things you see on the internet, but we live and learn and it's all good. So the next one, how much weight should I be using when I strength train? So when you're strength training, it's not really, it doesn't really matter what, or like the amount of weight that you use. It's more so about the rate of perceived exertion. And normally that's on a scale of one to 10. So normally when you're strength training, you want to feel perceived exertion of about seven to nine on each rep. And it should be challenging with like the last reps and sets feeling significantly harder, leading you up to failure. Now, it's important to note that you don't have to take every single set to failure. Like you don't have to like absolutely your arm just like falls off and you're like, I can't lift anymore. But you do want to get to like two to three reps within. And don't quote me on the number, but I think it's like 60 or 70% of like newer lifters, their rate of perceived exertion, like, oh, this is like the hardest rep. This is the end. If you actually push them, they would do like 15 or 16 reps instead of 10. So I do challenge you to make sure that you're like upping your weights. And worst case scenario, you go to lift it up and you're like, oops, can't lift that. And you drop it and you pick up a lighter weight. So I always do that every so often, like every like three or four weeks. If I notice that like my weights or something like haven't really gone up in like a week or two, on like week three, what I'll find is like, I like kind of go to lift it up and I'm like, okay, let's see if I can like challenge myself with a heavier weight. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I look at my recovery. I look at my protein intake, my macros, all that kind of stuff. And then normally like make some tweaks and then go from there. But that's where I would kind of start in terms of that. Number five, what training should I be doing to lose weight or weight loss when it comes to lose weight? I try and focus on like a full scale approach. So I like cardio training because it is going to, it's just good for your heart and your lungs and stuff like that. Like I'm not saying like crazy amounts of cardio, but you do want to incorporate it like walks and things like that. But I do normally recommend like strength training and then adding that in. And then more so like just diet, like with weight loss, it's really just about your nutrition. If you're able to, you know, follow a set of calories, or if you're able to eat a consistent amount of food every so like every day, you're going to find that you're able to lose weight a lot faster. Now, like weight loss, you don't have to eat the same thing every single day or the same amount of calories every single day, but your week total does have to add up. So regardless of how you eat your meals throughout the week, say you have to eat 12,000 calories, it has to equal 12,000 calories at the end of the week. So where you guys get so like bent out of shape on like one single day, if you actually focused on your week total, you'll find it's a lot easier. The other thing is, is like with that being said too, the biggest reason why we try and be consistent with the calories On a day-to-day basis is because you'll find that if you're more consistent on a day-to-day basis, you're going to be less likely to like overeat or have like those really high spikes or those days where you feel really uncomfortable because you ate too much food, things like that. So just be mindful of that. How often should I rest? So depending on that, I kind of already touched on this, but recommend one to two full days of like rest. And then also like just make sure that you're prioritizing sleep. So I think a lot of you ladies don't realize how like much sleep really impacts weight loss. If you ladies aren't sleeping well, and I know some of you guys have like young kids and things like that. So again, grain of salt, like take it with a grain of salt. But the thing is, is like when that's happening, you basically want to try and get as much sleep as you can, because what happens is the next day you're going to find if you're really tired, that you have a lot more cravings. You're going to crave like those really, those highly palatable foods, like the high carb, high fat, sugar, salt, all those kind of things. And as much as like, that's okay. You might just find it's a lot harder for you to stick to like your macros or your calories. And it's mostly just because you're lacking a little bit of sleep. So making sure that you're sleeping and then also for recovery, if you're not sleeping properly, or if you're not sleeping well, or not getting like deep enough sleep, you might not be recovering properly. And then you'll find that you're just like, not, you're just not able to work like muscle groups as often. Like, so the the volume would go down in your training, which also would impede your results. So number seven, when should I stretch and how often? So the first thing is, there's two different types of stretching. We have dynamic stretching and static stretching. Dynamic stretching is going to help you before your workout. You want to do that. So if you like jump on this the stairmaster or you go on the elliptical or the treadmill to like kind of warm up, then you want to do some dynamic stretching, which is basically it's designed to increase your range of motion and also promote your, your mobility while waking up your muscles. So like walking lunges, leg swings, you know, those distal kits with the upper body for your shoulders or like the arm circles, things like that. And then we're gonna use static stretching such as like holding your, you know, when you do like a hamstring stretch or like you're holding stretches where you're like holding your ankle and you're stretching out your quad, for example, things like that as your post-workout recovery. And basically you just want to make sure that you're focusing on the muscles that you just worked during your workout to give them a little bit of TLC, make sure that they're feeling good, things like that after your workout. And it's also going to help kind of bring down your nervous system because what happens is after your workout, you can kind of get stuck in this like fight or flight kind of mode. So stretching is also going to help bring down everything in terms of like your system and let you like get kind of back down and you'll just feel a little bit better, especially like if you have a hard time getting to sleep after your workout and you work out late at night, try stretching after your workout and that might help. Number eight, what can I do about muscle soreness? So when it comes to muscle soreness, the few factors that help is like recovery. So if you guys haven't noticed, most of this like podcast has been about recovery and like making sure your nutrition's on point. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, right? But dialing in your nutrition is key and eating foods that basically like fuel your body, but also help you in terms of protein and things like that. We want to eat protein, enough carbs, things like that, so that we're actually recovering. And then the other thing is, is like rest and plenty of sleep, like we talked about as well, and also like workout intensity. So like if you are newer and you're like doing three to four sets, you're like absolutely destroying yourself in the gym. You're like, you know, you can't even move for three or four days. Keep in mind that the most that you really should be like sore for is about two, maybe three days. And then you should be able to train that muscle group again. So the thing is, is like, if you're not, then you're probably under recovering and over training, or you're like, you're not eating the amount of food that you need to eat. So that also is an issue a lot of the times also. So you just want to be mindful of that. How long does it take to see results? Number nine, it can take anywhere from six to eight weeks or more to see results from your program, it can be discouraging, because a lot of us like, We like that instant satisfaction, but your hard work's paying off. And honestly, ladies, like it just takes time and realistically, like depending on how long or like you've been at this or like what you've been going through or like things that you've learned along the way, it's more like a habit stacking process as opposed to like trying to see results instantly. And the thing is, is like results obviously like keep you motivated, but at the same time, it's like, honestly, you got to do this regardless of if you want to lose weight or not. Like either way you need to exercise, either way you need to eat the food that you need to eat. Either way, like you want to feel better. You want to have more energy. You don't want to have digestion issues. Like no one wants to have like intestinal issues. No one wants to get cancer, like any of these kind of things. So it's like, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Results like take care of yourself. That's literally like all I can preach. I preach that all the time, but like preach, preach, preach that. That's exactly what I'm going to say over and over again. And then number 10, what's the best diet for my fitness goal? So there's not really like a best diet for your fitness goal. Realistically, ladies, like any diet is going to work. Any diet, quote unquote, is going to put you in a caloric deficit, which is basically going to like have you losing weight. Okay. The thing is though, is, is that like when you're looking at weight loss, there's weight loss and there's fat loss. Weight loss is going to be just general weight. It could be muscle, it could be water, fat that you're losing. Fat loss is a little bit more tricky because fat loss is like trying to preserve as much muscle mass as possible while losing fat. That requires you to eat a little bit more protein, keep up your strength, training and intensity, that kind of thing. So when you're looking at like what diet is best for my fat loss journey, it's like, it doesn't really matter what you do, because either way, it's going to like keep you in a deficit. It's just a matter of like the method. And like, I find that you also don't have to have like a method that you put on to your like, you don't have to say I'm doing this, or I'm doing this or whatever. Like you can just like, eat the food that you like to eat and work out and just like that's that's it like it doesn't have to have a name you don't have to be in a weight loss phase or you don't have to be in like a cut cycle or you don't have to be whatever but it's like you can just like eat the food that you like to eat and make sure that you're hitting a certain amount of calories and like go from there so you don't have to follow any of these protocols if you don't want to like intermittent fasting doesn't work for a lot of people for women i don't overly recommend it either because it's just not amazing for you in terms of hormones and things like that you guys just be eating a lot of you ladies aren't even eating yet let alone intermittent fasting So it's like, why create a smaller window when you're not even hitting the calories you're supposed to hit anyways? The other one is like keto. So for keto, we're gonna cover a few of these also like on the next podcast. But for example, like keto, if you don't like higher fat foods and you eat a lot of carbs and protein, why are you on keto, right? In terms of like Mediterranean, maybe you don't even like like olives, you don't like wine really, you don't eat a lot of cheese, you don't eat a lot of meat, then why are you on a Mediterranean diet? So it doesn't really matter what best diet there is. It's like, what diet is best for you or, what style of eating is best for you? And for some people, it has a title. For some of them, it doesn't. Like, for some of you ladies, it's not gonna have like a title or a fancy like name to it. It's just gonna be eating food and working out. And you're gonna find that once you get into a habit of doing that, you don't really care about like, I don't know, you just like stop thinking about it. Like, you stop thinking about the fact that you're trying to lose weight or the fact that you're working out or like, it just becomes second nature. And when that happens, that's when you're truly gonna see the results. But like, you're getting so caught up in like, I should feel like I'm like suffering or I should feel like I like have to think about my supplements or I should feel like, you know, I've got to go to the gym or like it not like every day isn't like super exciting. It's more of like just actually changing your lifestyle so that like, when you wake up, it's just what you do. It's not like a matter of, you know, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. It's like, this is just what I do. This is who I am. It's just like, it's more of like an identity shift, to be honest. So stop trying to look for like different diets that are going to be the best diet for you. And just try and find like the best system that works for you. And then keep rolling with it. Cool.